0: Hi everyone, welcome back to my podcast. This is Kat here, and Happy New Year. I hope you're feeling optimistic about the year ahead because we have 12 months ahead of us, a blank slate. We can create it into what we want it to be. So I'm feeling super energized. Um, There's a couple things that I wanted to catch you up on. And the first one, the first thing that I wanted to talk to you about is jail ministry. And this is something is a volunteer opportunity that I did back in December, right before the holidays, um, right before Christmas time. And I found this opportunity through my church, and because there was a bunch of like holiday serving opportunities listed, and this one caught my attention. Um, and I is basically coordinated. Um, like the church connected us to a nonprofit in the community, and uh, this nonprofit provides chaplain services, like faith services, to the jails in the county. Um, so they'll provide a couple of chaplain people, like the, I don't know what you how you just define chaplain, like the pastor, the priest, like the person who does the services. So they'll provide those peop staff people to um, the people in jail and they'll provide like reading materials, programs, um, you know, like Bible study groups or the coordinate like volunteers coming in to lead those study groups or programs. Um, they will also like pass out Bibles, things like that. So they, they meet one-on-one with folks, um, in jail to provide support. So yeah. Um, it sounded like a really cool organization and basically twice a year in Christmas and, um, in Easter, they try to serve communion. So communion is where, you know, um, you give the bread uh, or the wafer and the wine, um, except they don't use wine. They use grape juice. Um, and so they bring like outside volunteers from the community and, um, they, go in with the chaplain person and then they serve the communion to the inmates and um yeah it's a, a program that they've had for a while and they were just saying that it's a rewarding experience you know whether you do this one-time volunteer thing or you decide to volunteer for, for a longer term getting more involved but um yeah they kind of prepared us on what to expect going in there what to wear what not to wear um, what to say, what not to say, um, and just, like, uh, yeah, just preparing us, um, so that was really helpful, because, uh, like, you can't bring your cell phone in there, there's just, like, things that, um, you can't bring, um, you can't even bring, like, hardcover books in there, uh, for the Bibles that they pass out, they have to, like, take off the covers and replace it with, like, a cloth cover or something, so, yeah, um, just things that I never thought about or considered. And so um, it was really interesting. And so I wanted to learn more or to experience it at least once. So I signed up for a time slot and then I went in. I went to Elmwood Jail, which is in Milpitas, uh, not too far from me. And um, I went in with two other volunteers and we met with a chaplain, chaplain there and he um he basically sat with us in the lobby for a while to just kind of talk about like you know what he does you know what we're doing there um talks he talked about like the population or the situations of people like how hard it is when they get into jail or just like even what it's like to be in jail just like really being honest with us about how challenging the whole situation is and how, like, um, yeah, there's just no easy answers, you know, Whether because, like, the, the system is just strapped for resources. There's not enough security guards. There's not enough, you know, support to help rehabilitate people or to give them the services they need. Like, there is mental health services, but you know, it's limited and, you know, so oftentimes those resources might get directed to emergency situations, you know, for people who might be on the brink of committing suicide or stuff like that. And so those are more of the cases that get attention, whereas the other people who might need longer-term care and stuff like that, it can be hard to fill that need for them. Um, And he was saying how, like, just being in jail is just an isolating experience like you know you're just cut off from your family and friends um and your community uh you also like um and also like the phones i think the phones are like collect you have to call collect so the person on who the person they're calling will have to pay for it and so like you know if the person they're calling doesn't have money or whatever it's just hard to communicate with the outside people um And, yeah, and how, like, finances can still play a role, of course, like, if uh, you don't have enough financial resources, like, you can't, you might not be able to afford your bail, get out and stuff. And so, certain things like that, because a bunch of the people in jail are just, like, awaiting their trial. Um, So, yeah, they haven't been proven guilty or innocent yet. And, yeah, um, it was yeah just really eye-opening and hard to hear but just it just felt so like real like that I've been living in a bubble like not knowing about this and I just want to learn more about it um we ended up and I just felt like also he, he was just so compassionate um because he's like face to face with this for his work and um that he's like so he is not judgmental at all he doesn't care what people have done in the past or what mistakes or like why they even got to jail like those are not things that he cares about like and yeah he just cares about the people and what they need and how he can help um sometimes it's like intervening and trying to help their situation like maybe helping people uh, get a phone call through to their family or something like that so yeah it was touching and so yeah after this after talking for a while we ended up going into um a medium security unit and that's where we we're going to serve the communion and do a little like service or mass or whatever you call it so we went in and um this was uh a unit that had all males and it was like two f- floors of um cells so and everything like the cells all kind of go in like a half circle or something and then they all look in towards like the common area and that's people were just hanging out in the common area or in their cell or um. There's an outside area with like a a small basketball court and some exercise, um stuff. So people were just kind of milling around, and then the chaplain walked in with us, and he announced that oh we're doing communion and we're having a little Christmas I don't know service thing, and anyone who's welcome who's interested is welcome to come, and so we went into like the side room it's pretty small and we just like started setting up the chairs there around the table and um you know the guys started like trickling in they're like interested like oh what's going on or like what is this and so um yeah the room ended up getting pretty crowded um after a while and there was oh the chaplain had a bunch of materials to pass out like there was song books about um Uh, that had different songs like christmas songs that we could sing together and then he was going to talk a little bit do a little i don't know sermon or whatever you call it and then uh we were going to do communion so um yeah uh what happened was we were talking for a little bit, like some of the guys, the inmates had questions, like one guy asked, oh, um, how can I get baptized? And I thought that was really cool that he asked that. Um, I think the general sentiment in the room was that they were just like grateful or like eager to learn more or to just hear this chaplain talk. And um, yeah, there was just an eagerness for faith and I just felt like um it's not something that's like super common i feel like in the bay area for people to gather in a room and just like be so excited to talk about god like i think it's like just a situation that they're in that like if you're at a low point in your life you just tend to you know turn to god more if, if because you need help because you're in such a dire situation um and the chaplain was saying where much grace is needed much grace is given and i just love that phrase it just um really embodies how yeah it it embodies how I don't know another word for grace (laughs) i guess the quote is more self-explanatory but it's beautiful and like you know i named um the character in my book grace as well because it's a beautiful concept and i think um yeah like i think for these people if some of these guys have made mistakes or whatever like that grace would be given to them um and Or, like, if they haven't made mistakes, too, like, if they're innocent, you know, that grace would be given to help them get out of this situation. And I think the chaplain just had a really accessible way of explaining things or faith and how, like, it didn't matter, like, what you did in your past or the choices you made. Like, that all that really mattered was, like, having faith and it was just a really humble way of putting it I think because I think in if you go to church or you go to if you hear certain religious (laughs) remarks and stuff like that sometimes they can kind of portray like being a good christian catholic or whatever on a pedestal like oh in order to be a good person you do all these things be so selfless and be so generous and giving and just humble and just everything where it's like so hard to attain that level of perfection or like ideal um like to get into heaven and stuff like that and it's just it makes it feel like you have to strive a lot to be the person that God wants you to be whereas here I just felt like his message was so simple like that God is there if you need him and that he um would forgive you for your past mistakes if you just believed and trusted in him so yeah it's it was an interesting experience and I after but it was only it wasn't that long it was like only 10 10 minutes maybe that we were in there talking and then the security guard came and he um said oh we have to lock down we have to get out because there's a lockdown happening because there's a fight that broke out so we had to pack up all our stuff and the guys were disappointed and like like oh you're going to come back and stuff like that and we we said we'd come back but it's always hard cuz like lockdowns like you don't know how long they're going to be how long it's going to take to sort everything out cuz basically everyone has to go back in their cell and they have to sort out the issue or whatever fight that broke out so we ended up going into like the break room um for the security or the staff and so we were just hanging out there waiting we just were talking and stuff but it was like 20 minutes or I don't know, it was a while, and we were like, oh, are we going to be able to go back in and resume? Um, but um, the security guards were telling us that um, they they would give us updates on the time, and they didn't know how long it would take, and then um, back and forth, and then finally they are like, oh, it's going to take a lot longer. And so the chaplain asked um, them if we could go from um, cell to cell to give communion, so... Yeah, I guess that's just a way around the lockdown. Um instead cuz we're not letting everyone out into a group and stuff. So we ended up doing that. We went back in and we the security guard opened up every single cell and we asked the guys if they wanted communion and stuff and so if they did, we'd give them the bread, they dip it in the or the wafer, they dip it in the the wine, the grape juice. Um and then uh I guess we, we blessed them or I don't know, <laughs> whatever you say. Um, and oh I, my job was to hand them a Christmas card that had like a little prayer in it. And it was a blank Christmas card so they could fill it out and send it to someone outside the jail. So, yeah, we just saw each of them. And, you know, some of them are different religions, so they declined or some of them just didn't want to. Um, some of them were super eager and like waiting by the, the cell, like, door basically because there's a little window there um so yeah it was a positive experience and um that took yeah the whole thing was like a couple hours so after that then we left um but i yeah i just wanted to share this experience because i just thought it was like so different from like what i do every day and it just gave me a new perspective of life like we all live like Like the people in the Bay Area, we all live in the same community. You know, not too far from each other. Yet there's just so many different experiences and walks walks of life. And um, I just feel like the more that I that I can understand other people and their experiences, I just feel like it will. I don't know. I just feel like it benefits me because I can understand life better. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what will happen in the future in terms of like, cause that was more like a one-time volunteer opportunity. They have opportunities to do, to do more ongoing things. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. There's also a, a reentry program, a center that I heard about through a friend that I met at a networking event. Um, it's to help people who just got out of prison or jail help them like re-enter society get help them with like education or different services that they might need um, housing or food or whatever so we'll see I think that there's like uh, a lot of opportunity in this space but of course like I have a million other things going on on my plate right now so it's hard because I want to give back and help out but it's like how do i balance it all i'm not sure um but yeah if you are thinking about um reaching out to a certain uh group of people that like have been weighing on your mind like you know whether it's kids or the elderly or veterans or the homeless or just whatever like if there's something that you feel compelled to explore more or to get more involved with I would say to just you know take a small baby step and try it out and learn more about it and see how you feel from it and then go from there so yeah I hope that um, because I mean we have a whole year ahead of us to explore things so why not so thank you so much for listening this was a really long episode (laughs) but i hope you have a great day and i'll talk to you again later bye